with the fact that our federal government is poisoning its own people. And they are doing it every day. In some ways, it is very obvious what the poisons are. And in other ways, the insidious nature of the toxin can barely, if at all, be detected. And it's something that we must recognize in the course of doing all that we can do to now save our country. In the course of my practice of medicine through many years, I became quite skilled at treating and yes, actually curing what is called central pain, which includes fibromyalgia, irritable bowel syndrome, migraines, complex regional pain syndrome, and so forth and so forth. There's several other conditions in that category. It took me several years of intense searching to understand exactly what central pain really is. And I have identified the poison of central pain. And as a result, I could provide the remedy. Of course, every major source of medicine on central pain claims that it cannot be cured. Go read it for yourself. But that is plain nonsense, as my patient medical records clearly prove. I have the evidence. What it all comes down to is identifying the poison that enters the brain and does its harm. I'm not talking here about chemical substances, not a drug or even a biological agent such as the messenger RNA injection, which truly is a poison. But I'm talking about something that physically and mentally ruins people's lives because information entered their brain and did its nasty work on the brain. And that happened because the recipient of the poison did not recognize the damage of the poison itself, did not identify the poison for what it was, and therefore ingested it. And that leads me to a profound question that I would like to answer today. What exactly is poison? The actual answer is something we all ought to know. And the question has been to a large extent justly answered, but there's more to it than that. You're listening to Unity Without Compromise. I'm Dr. Steve LaTulip. Thank you so much for joining me today. We have a work to do. We must save our country and we have to begin immediately if you have not yet started. Today, I'd like to go beyond what we typically classify as poison and delve into the more subtle and possibly much more deadly agents that can do great harm to our bodies, but also to our minds and souls. A lot of people are fully aware of some of the common poisons in the world, and there are many of them. The common poisons like strychnine, arsenic, cyanide, Hemlock, you know, the ingredient that killed Socrates, uh, the tetrodotoxin or, or pufferfish toxin, that kills 50 Japanese people per year on average because the pufferfish is a delicacy in Japan. And unless it's prepared correctly, the toxin in the pufferfish will instantly kill you. But believe it or not, 
as bad as these poisons are, as most commonly recognized as they are, they are by far not the worst poisons in our world. In fact, the five most deadly poisons have been listed, and I pulled this off of a website, and it appears to be quite accurate based on my knowledge. I'd like to list those for you just to understand the nature of poisons. One out of the five is actually synthetic. It is man-made. The other four exist in nature, and they are severely lethal. Number one, being the least of the five deadly poisons, is ricin. This is an ingredient that comes from the beans of the castor oil plant. Uh, If many of you are familiar with the Markov case, you could understand uh, how it works. But it causes cell death in a very unique way by interfering with the protein synthesis within your body's cells. If proteins don't get synthesized, then your enzymes, some of them that are very short-lived, do not get reproduced, and the body cannot live without these enzymes that that affect the, the, all the functions of your human body that need to go on in order for you to breathe, to move, to live. So ricin is a very deadly poison, one that should absolutely be avoided, um, but it is generally not generated except for uh, use in biowarfare. No surprise. The second in the ascending order of the five most deadly poisons is a synthetic compound called VX. It is a nerve agent. It is It was produced from the ICI's research, and it was used in insecticides, actually, in the 1950s, But they stopped using it because they found out it was just too toxic to use in any agricultural uh, type of work. It was killing animals. It was killing humans. It causes asphyxiation in animals, meaning that you just cannot breathe. You strangle to death chemically. So VX is a very dangerous compound. It has been used in military warfare in chemical warfare, and it is a horrible, horrible way to die. It's similar to drowning. The third in the ascending order of the five most deadly toxins is a naturally found toxin called batrachotoxin, which is found in the skin of these tiny little tropical frogs. The South American Indians actually used venom-tipped blowpipes to hunt their prey, kind of like curare, except that uh, batrachotoxin is much more lethal. And believe it or not, it is obtained not actually from the frog itself that produces it, but the frog consumes or eats beetles that actually produce the toxin and the frog then excretes it in its skin. What does batrachotoxin do? It causes heart failure by forcing open what are called sodium channels, which regulates fluid in uh, fluid flow between the inside and the outside of the cell. So if these sodium channels are forced open and cannot close, 
then you develop heart failure, you get fluid on the lungs, fluid everywhere called anasarca, and you die. And it is a very, very severe toxin, and it acts very quickly. The fourth in the ascending order of the five most deadly poisons is mitotoxin. This is a poison that comes from marine tiny little animals in algae blooms called dinoflagellates. It is what produces the red tide that you may have heard of, and it also causes heart failure, but from a different mechanism. It is the result of opening calcium channels in the heart muscle, and in effect, when you open those, the calcium causes muscle contraction and fatigue, and therefore the heart muscle cannot function properly, and you die from heart failure. The pump just stops being able to beat and squeeze blood through the vessels so that you can breathe the oxygen in all of your tissues. It is an extremely deadly toxin. And finally, the, the last and the most poisonous substance known to man to this day is still also something that is found in nature. It is found in an anaerobic bacteria called Clostridium botulinum, and that is the botulinum toxin. Botulism is the most deadly uh, death that you can suffer from a poison. It causes a diffuse, severe muscle paralysis. If the muscles that you use to breathe, such as the diaphragm, the muscles between your ribs called the intercostal muscles, if they are not able to contract and relax, then you cannot breathe. And that's what happens. Botulinum toxin is the most deadly compound that we know of. So, you know, these are some of the obvious and maybe not quite so obvious kinds of poisons, but a lot of people have heard about all of these types of poisons. They know that they are there. And because you know they are there, you have probably learned with relative ease how to avoid these things unless you are specifically being attacked. If you are specifically being attacked, you might know, not know that your food has been poisoned. This has happened so many times in so many ways. Murder by poisoning is not all that uncommon. Murder by uh, even suicide uh, can be affected by these poisons because some people have the ability to obtain these ingredients, sad as it may be. But we need to recognize that the less obvious poisons are not necessarily physical, or they might actually be things that we consider to be healthy and good for us. I would like to introduce you to a man who was called several things. He was assigned several titles. The, perhaps the most prominent is the father of toxicology. This is Paracelsus. He was born way back in 1493. And Paracelsus was very interested in poisons. He was also called the Luther of Physicians. Interesting title. 
Martin Luther, remember, started the Protestant Reformation, the revolution against the dogma of Roman Catholicism. Martin Luther read the Bible and said, whoa, there's something different here in the Bible than what I have been taught by the Roman Catholic Church. And so he started the Protestant Revolution or Reformation, as it's known. But very interestingly, Paracelsus has another pseudonym or an alternate title, and that is he was called the enemy of physicians. Wow, how interesting. He protested many of the evil practices in medicine. Yes, they were going on way back in those days when medicine was not a formalized science by any means. There was very little to no formal training in medicine. But even back then, there were bad practices that caused evil in medicine, and Paracelsus attacked them. He was declared, just like Martin Luther, who started the Protestant Reformation, he was called a heretic. And one of his heretical actions, get this, was attacking the greed of apothecaries, the greed of the pharmaceutical industry of his day. Wow, can you imagine if Paracelsus was alive today? If he lived in the world of organized medicine in the United States of America, he would be shouting from the hilltops. He would be on the side of the independent physicians who put their livelihoods and sometimes their lives on the line for calling out the evils in medicine. I wish I could have met this guy. But, you know, it shows us a point that is stated very clearly in the book of Ecclesiastes um, that is before the Proverbs and, and um, or oh, excuse me, before Song of Solomon after Proverbs. In Ecclesiastes, in chapter 1, verse 9, we are told there is nothing new under the sun. So we can see back in the late 1400s, early 1500s, that the corruption of medicine was quite common, as was corruption of the pharmaceutical industry of that time. So there really is nothing new under the sun. Yes, we have new drugs. Yes, we have new methods of corruption. But nonetheless, it still exists in quite similar a form as it always has existed since the fall of man. When man fell, his mind became corrupted by sin. And therefore, we suffer as we are doing today and as we are yet to suffer even more before we take back America. A quote from Paracelsus goes like this, and it gets quite to the point of where I'm going today. Paracelsus said, all things are poison. All things are poison, and nothing is without poison. The dose alone makes a thing not poison. Or you could just simply say the dose makes the poison. I'd encourage you to read Paracelsus. That's spelled P-A-R-A-C-E-L-S-U-S, the father of toxicology. If you do a search on that, you will find this guy 
he has an extremely colorful history. And of course, when you are reading history, you've always got to discern what is true, what is not, because you will get biases, even in this day, writing about somebody who lived 500 years ago. But it's really worth the time reading about him because there are some incredibly great lessons of history for us in those pages. And I want to share those with you today in a really important way. But first of all, let's come back to the present. Paracelsus gave us some good words. He said, everything is a poison if the dose is not correct. But back to the present, I was on uh, the platform getter uh, a couple of days ago, and I actually read a post by a guy named that he goes by Corn Pop. His handle is at Ray, that's R-A-Y, one, one, two, six, two. Now, Ray had a great post up there, and I find Ray to be a really good patriot. So I would encourage you actually to follow him. But he had a post that he said uh, came from a site called Matrix Education. And the post portrayed a picture of an uh, uh, Indian who had his face painted with a white chalky substance, it looked like. But the post said this, a shaman, that is a medicine man in the Indian culture, was asked, what is poison? He responded, Anything beyond what we need is poison. It can be power, laziness, food, ego, ambition, vanity, fear, anger, or whatever. Now, this shaman, um, I don't know if he was taking his wisdom from Paracelsus, but those are good words. Potentially, Anything can be poison. The oxygen that we breathe and require for oxidative respiration, oxygen itself is a very toxic poison at high concentrations. It can have its usefulness for a very short time. Breathing 100% oxygen makes you really hyper alert. We had the option of using that in the RF-4, the Phantom that I flew, the fighter. And we would sometimes breathe 100% oxygen for just a few seconds before we took off. Yeah, just kind of a little habit that we developed to make us at our best before we went off and did air combat or whatever. But anything, and I mean anything, can be a poison. And as the shaman points out, some of the most lethal, the most deadly poisons are nothing of a chemical substance. Oh, they can be. Yes, certain foods could be poison. But power, laziness, ambition, vanity, fear, anger, whatever. Yeah, anything can be a poison. It's very interesting. What is your poison today? When I analyze some of these things, and I really would like to go into a little bit of depth about that, we need to understand that if anything, essentially anything, can be a poison, then first of all, if we have been poisoned, we must 
find a remedy or an antidote, or we must learn to find a way to avoid absorbing the poison. When a fibromyalgia patient suffers, they suffer because of an event that happened in their life, a significant, severely traumatic emotional event. And that emotional pain was processed in their brain and then transmitted as it was processed down the descending pain pathways so that a fibromyalgia patient feels the pain all over their body. Was it words? Was it a sexual assault as it often is? Was it the death of a spouse or a child? Some traumatic event that is perceived by the human brain can absolutely poison the body, even in a physical way, and ruin a person's life. And therefore, rather than trying to find the remedy, maybe we would be better off understanding that prophylaxis is better if we can guard ourselves from ingesting poison physically and mentally then we will suffer a whole lot less. It's something that we really do need to consider. Because yes, we are being poisoned every day. If you are anywhere on social media, if you pick up your cell phone and start searching the web, on any platform you find yourself, you are being poisoned or at least exposed to the poison. And if you are not prophylaxed, if you do not have the tools to prevent absorption of the poison, then you will suffer. You will pay the price. And that is how they are killing us right now in America. Who are they? Our rogue, despicable, pathetic, corrupt government. And all the little government agencies like the FBI, the CIA, Health and Human Services, NIAID, you know, Fauci's realm before he retired. We have been poisoned as a nation. And we need to quickly find the antidote because if we fail, we are screwed. So please ask yourself, what exactly might be poisoning you today? Well, let's get beyond the obvious. It's not likely that the physical chemical poisons that I listed earlier uh, are, are affecting you in any way because you're smarter than that. Nobody eats poison ivy or poison sumac or poison oak, for example. Now, maybe some of you took the toxic messenger RNA shot. If you are still alive, if you have not been maimed by clots or strokes or heart disease or infertility or whatever else that the shots are causing, then you might have a whole bunch of other opportunities to poison yourself from 
other shots that are coming along. Do you know that there are some 800 plus messenger RNA drugs that are currently being developed to augment the government killer industry? So I would say to you, please stop taking the shots. Maybe you got a placebo. Maybe your shot was not stored properly and the spike protein in those shots uh, that are produced uh, through the messenger RNA, if the messenger RNA was denatured or the protein denatured, then maybe you have a chance of not becoming a victim of the shots. But if you are not deceived, if you aren't woke, meaning deceived, blinded, ignorant of the crimes that are now being committed against humanity, don't feel too safe because you still are not immune from being poisoned. The shaman speaks very well. There are all kinds of horrible poisons that can affect you and can affect me if we let our guard down and if we do not recognize them as poisons. What is poisoning you today? What is poisoning specifically your mind and soul, your heart and soul? That's what I want to discuss in detail. I'm going to take a short pause and we'll return to answer the question, what are the poisons that are killing us the most in America today? And how do we protect ourselves? You wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands. What about washing your nose? I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe, air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants. Make nasal hygiene part of your routine with Clear. No messy bottles to fill, no drowning sensation. Clear is a natural drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol, which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is X-L-E-A-R.com. Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus, concentrate longer, and strengthen recall. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order risk-free love it or your money back guaranteed healthycell.com code out loud world-class care from doctors you can trust all from the comfort of your home that is one wellness dr peter mccullough and his team at the wellness company launched the one wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values be a part of a revolutionary new healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interests of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be. Go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Whether you're an independent, a Democrat, or a Republican, one thing remains true. Airborne viruses love us equally. You've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the advanced nasal solution Cofix Rx. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. 
Spray goodbye to colds and flus with a Cofix Rx nasal solution cleanse. That's cofixrx.com. Save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD at cofixrx.com. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. AmericaOutloud.com. Seven amazing years. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. Welcome back, good people. This is Unity Without Compromise. You're listening to Dr. Steve Latula. Please do remember that my show airs Saturday and Sunday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time every weekend. My articles, as well as my podcasts, can be found at americaoutloud.news. I would strongly encourage you to visit our website. It can be found anywhere and everywhere. We have such a great team of patriots who seek to do only one thing, and that is to save America. I mean, that's what we're all about. And we do that by speaking the truth, by speaking boldly and fearlessly so that you get the real information, so that you are equipped with the right armor to defend our great nation as one nation under God, because there is no other way. Our patriots are speaking the truth, and we are speaking it for all Americans. We have a tremendous team of patriots whose primary goal is simply to load you up with the naked truth so that we can spread it to the entire world and thereby defeat the evil in every form that it exists, and it does exist in many ways. Today, I've been talking about how we can stop ourselves from being poisoned by our very government, because they're doing a good job of it. They are killing America. They're doing it very rapidly. Somehow, the majority of Americans have been poisoned, and I am suggesting perhaps today that a lot of people just do not realize it. And therefore, we do have our work cut out for us. But as it stands, just today, today we are still a union of 50 states by law. But we are very divided in philosophy. We are the United States of America. But in principle, We are divided into red and blue. And I would suggest that that itself is a facade. We are really divided into two camps called good and evil. The battle is always spiritual. When you are talking about what is good and what is bad for you and for me, we are talking about spiritual matters. I hope that doesn't bother you. Because if we don't get to the heart of this, then we lose. We will continue to ingest the poisons that our government is feeding us day in and day out 
every way that they can. Our land has been contaminated with very lethal poisons. I mean, look at the ways that they are rotting us from the inside out. Our government pollutes us in so many ways. Our food right now is being contaminated. They have been talking about injecting our cattle, our swine, our poultry with messenger RNA shots. Does that sound good to you? They are actually working on the government. The United States federal government is funding a way, funding the research so that we can get the messenger RNA toxic injections into our bodies through plants that may grow in our garden. In other words, we can keep inoculating ourselves every time we pick the produce from our own garden. That's what they are after. They are poisoning us. They are poisoning us through our natural resources, which are being contaminated by chemical spills on trains, on semi-trucks. And this is being done by willing villains who are seemingly never held accountable. Why do you think that is? Well, it's very simple. It's because they are government subsidized, government funded. You can bet that our filthy CIA and FBI are in on it. They are poisoning the brains of every American citizen. That's what happened on January 6th. There was no insurrection. There was, there was an FBI fake insurrection. The FBI set us up. They have poisoned the minds of the people. And in all of the poisoning, there are victims who are suffering greatly because they are standing against it and exposing the poison. Our minds are perhaps the most dangerous thing. The most susceptible organ of the body is our brain, which can be contaminated and is contaminated daily by the bitter lies of a wretched government. The domestic enemy our federal government is the most dangerous of all our enemies right now, both foreign and domestic. We must recognize the evil that they are doing, accept it in the sense that it exists, and then fight it with everything we have. And that's what I'm about today. We have to recognize that America is in dire need of detoxification from all of these poisons. You know, some say cleaning up America's government and land is going to take an act of God. But you know what? As nice as that may sound, and as, as, as true as that could be, I'd have to go a little further and say that cleaning up the poisons that our government has inflicted upon all of us is going to take an act of the people who are inspired by God. Those people who pray regularly to God for mercy, for guidance, and for wisdom, for strength. 
It will take an act of the people inspired by God who ask God for the courage to act against and fight evil, whatever it takes. Now, I'd sure like to think that we can do this peaceably through the courts of law, but the law must be upheld because if it is not, then the poisoning of our people and our land, the raping of America, the collapse of America is at hand. It is imminent and it will fall if we do not intervene. We, the people who care about our nation. That's the point we have to get at. I asked the question, how might you be poisoned today? What is your toxin? Let's move on beyond the obvious. Let's look now at the poisons that destroy the mindful soul. When the wise shaman was asked, what is poison? He responded, anything beyond what we need is poison. It can be power, laziness, food, ego, ambition, vanity, fear, anger, or whatever. Do you get the point? That is, in fact, what Paracelsus said, the father of toxicology, said in the early 1500s. He said, anything can be a poison. It just depends on the dose. Well, that's pretty accurate. What he is saying is very true. We say it in other ways, such as too much of a good thing is not good for us. It's a euphemistic way of saying anything can be a poison. Oxygen can be a poison. Your favorite food can be a poison if you eat enough of it. We saw that in an example in the Old Testament. When the Jews wandering in the wilderness after being freed from slavery, after being led out of slavery, all they did was whined and complained. They grew tired of the manna and said, we want meat. And God sent them quails. And they gorged themselves on the quails till they were sick. You see, your favorite food can be poison. Too much of anything is not good, even a good thing. And so we need to come to terms with what the shaman was saying, what Paracelsus was saying. Let's actually examine a few of those poisons that the shaman mentioned. First of all, he talked about power. Power is found in the thoughtless mind and soul. Someone who doesn't understand the purpose of power will abuse it. And that's almost everyone. Power corrupts. We've heard the saying, total power corrupts totally. Power is an unholy quest because it is so apt to corrupt the human who is left to his own whims, okay? If he is not under the guidance of God, you can expect a human being to abuse power. Power, power surges can occur in so many different ways. Are you married? Are you a husband? Are you a wife? 
Because in marriage, we often have power plays. Men are great at this. We must control our wives. We must make them submit to our wishes, claiming falsely that we are the head of the household, meaning the head hammer, which is far, far, far from what God intended the head of a household to be. You might be the supervisor of a job and feel like you have power to control people, to manipulate people. How do you treat those who are under your rule at work? It could be a neighborhood association like the HOAs. What do people do when they get in power? They usually abuse it. And there are many victims, and it makes life miserable for everyone. Heads of groups or organizations oftentimes get on power trips. Suddenly, it's all about them. Even groups that have a great cause are vulnerable and subjected to the potential of abusing power for selfish gain. And we are flat told in the scriptures to not do that. We must always submit to God, and only in doing that will we harness the potential poison of power. Power doesn't have to be bad. If it's balanced, okay, there is a need for it. If it is properly channeled, power can be very good. And if it's rightly used, then power is a tool, just like a handgun, or any other weapon, in the right hands, it is a tool, an instrument that can accomplish a lot of good and prevent a lot of evil. You might be one of these guys drink, driving a big, powerful sports car or truck. You know, you are the, the demon of the road because it gives you a feeling of power over the road rage perhaps, that we see so often, there's a reason why a big red muscle car attracts the attention of police officers on the road, because they know that power corrupts, and the power in an automobile engine can corrupt, and most people will abuse the power that they have under their control, and they simply haven't the ability to constrain themselves. And so they get pulled over. They become a target. Beware of an excess of power, but not just the excess, the misuse of it. It must be harnessed. Another one that the, the great shaman mentioned was ego. Ego is that which pertains to oneself. The distorted ego belongs to the selfish mind and soul. Narcissism, which is just being all about me, myself and I, is just a natural tendency. The me, myself and I syndrome actually has no regard for anyone else unless that someone else can be somehow leveraged and used for a self-benefit somehow. And as soon as that benefit subsides, they get tossed off. This is what the egotist does. 
And of course, there's a great varied spectrum, highly varied, but there is a reason that God said to love your neighbor as yourself, because everybody loves themselves. And God never said to hate yourself. Don't get me wrong. You are created in God's image. You were created for a purpose and hopefully a good purpose. And if you fulfill that good purpose, why ever would you hate yourself? You might feel guilty. You are constantly being accused by Satan and his demons, by those who worship Satan. They will always make you feel inadequate, not good enough. Don't buy into it. That is poison. Don't hate yourself, but do learn to share yourself. Give yourself away in some ways. Be kind, and you won't be selfish. It was once actually a kindergarten lesson that served our families and our countries well. Treat others in the way that you want to be treated. The golden rule. It's in the Bible. But ego, the uncontrolled ego, is a method of poisoning oneself. And it can be lethal. It can literally destroy you. Now, another, another poison that the shaman mentioned was laziness. Now, I asked myself, too much laziness? Well, how do you define laziness? Well, laziness is the flaccid mind and soul. A lazy person simply does nothing and cares to do nothing. Do we need a degree of laziness? Well, I wouldn't call it laziness. I would call it rest. We all need rest. The Sabbath principle is something that we should not ignore. Don't think that you can burn the candle at both ends for the rest of your life and still survive. It will take years off of your life, you who sleep not adequately, you who push, push, push. It will destroy you. It breaks down the body. It breaks down the soul. It breaks down your spirit. We must not be lazy, but we must rest. So I wouldn't call laziness something that can be found in adequate amounts. Rest, yes, but too much rest is laziness. It is slothfulness. It is being unproductive and unmotivated. A motivational syndrome, by the way, is a side effect of marijuana use, and that is just what the government ordered to control the population. It's no secret. It shouldn't be any secret that marijuana has been legalized in virtually every state in the country. It's just no longer a crime, but it has its toxic effects on you. Let me tell you, I saw a lot of it in medicine. Don't think it is a benign drug. It is not. But laziness is poor stewardship of the very gift of life that God gave you. We show God our gratitude for life by giving our lives back to him in some way, to some degree, and that's called not being lazy. Another one is fear, and we have been living in fear for a long time, ever since the so-called pandemic came about. The worried mind and soul lives in fear, and that is a slavery that poisons your entire life because you lose control of yourself when you live in fear. 
Fear is the great robber of grace and peace. And grace is the exercise of love and kindness and mercy and favor. That's what grace is. It is the disposition to benefit others, to serve others. It is favor bestowed. And peace is the absence of fear. It is the joy and the calm that makes life worth living. And what about the poison of anger? This is the undisciplined mind and soul, cussing, insulting people, throwing threats about, threats of physical violence, threats of harm, threats of destruction. This is uncontrolled anger. This is a poison that is detrimental to everyone in the presence of an angry person. That's why God says, be angry and do not sin. It is nearly impossible as a human being to be angry and not sin. Have you noticed that? I've noticed that in my stubborn self. And so I try not to be angry, at least in an uncontrolled way. There is a place for righteous anger, but remember that anger is always a secondary emotion. It is usually wrought out from an expression of fear or hurt or turmoil or confusion or suffering. But we should be angry and not sin. The shaman was absolutely right. Anything beyond what we need is poison. But there's a corollary to that. Anything beyond what we can handle is also poison. We must be able to identify the poisons that toxify us and also the antidote. Our government truly is poisoning us in every way possible. And look at what's happening to America. Things are not getting better. They are getting worse, and we need to find the antidote. We must never allow the government to tell us what we need. Their very words are poison. We see its effect everywhere. We are now facing the very earliest ravages of war against us. They are already upon us. Inflation, medical deaths from the shots, hospitalizations that are killing people intentionally, propaganda that destroys our unprotected children in such harmful, brutal ways. They have no hope of a normal life because of what our government is doing to our children. Are you a parent? Be a good parent. Protect your children. So many poisons are facing us right now. Modern warfare capitalizes on every poison imaginable, every single poison that is part of unrestricted warfare. And so ask yourself, how do you protect yourself? Well, sometimes you do it by avoidance, like the environmental context. Nobody is going to make poison oak tea, nobody is going to pick up a rattlesnake and play with it, right? That's easy. But sometimes we need to don protective gear. Remember that Bill Gates just released mosquitoes infected with malaria, plasmodium species that cause malaria. He is attacking us. Well, you could pick up a mosquito repellent and spray yourself, but you're never 100% protected from such a thing. And Bill Gates has all kinds of poisons that he is marketing for us, getting filthy rich off of us and destroying us in the process. 
the best way to protect yourself, I suppose, is always through knowledge, which is the opposite of ignorance, but you have to have true knowledge. You have to have good information, not misinformation, not disinformation that we who speak the truth are accused of by the government. We have to have good information. Where do you go for that? If you want a reliable source, go to the Bible. For example, Proverbs chapter 6, verses 16 through 19, we read the seven deadly sins. A proud look, which is arrogance, pride, right? The ego. A lying tongue, which is deception, cheating, misrepresenting, half-truthing, or just being silent and not telling the truth. Hands that shed innocent blood. This is murderers. And includes those who abort their infants in the womb. This is murder. God says it's a deadly sin. A heart that devised, devises wicked plans. These are the evildoers, and they are everywhere, especially in our government. Feet that are swift in running to evil. These are the, the evil seekers who look for opportunities to do harm any way they can. It might be swerving the car on the road to hit a coyote or, or, or a rabbit. You know, it's like, where can I do harm the most? And they seek every opportunity. God says it's a deadly sin. It affects your soul. A false witness who speaks lies. Now, this is pertaining to lying in court under oath. Look at what Chris Ray is doing Look at what Anthony Fauci is doing. They are lying under oath. They are bearing a false witness and we suffer for it. And the seventh sin, one who sows discord among the brethren. You who cause division and think you are doing so much good, whatever your cause may be, you are producing poison that other people are being forced to ingest. Don't do it. We live in a time when we are being poisoned daily, both physically and mentally, and the poisons are cumulative. They will destroy your liver and your heart and your brain if they are physical poisons with ongoing exposure. That's why the alcoholic eventually dies. The liver and spleen can only do so much to purify the blood, to remove the poison of alcohol. Eventually, it gives out and you die. And whenever we reject the principles of God, we become poisoned in our hearts and souls, as well as our bodies. And the only way to detoxify the heart and soul of a man is to return to God. There is simply no other way, no other way of protecting yourself. A nation, likewise, can be poisoned from too much of a bad or, yes, a good thing. Our wealth has made us fat and weak and sloppy of mind. Our freedom has destroyed our vigilance. We took it for granted and we lost it. Can we get back our health? That's the question. People who were cured from fibromyalgia and irritable bowel syndrome in my practice learned how to train the brain. It's not as hard as you think. Unfortunately, few doctors have any clue about it. But better yet is prophylaxis. Prevent yourself from absorbing the poisons that destroy your heart and soul. And that only comes from knowing God. Hopefully, you will make the right choice and reject the poison 
that the world offers you every day. You've been listening to Unity Without Compromise. I'm Dr. Steve Latulip. I encourage you to stay healthy, reject poison by living a life of balance, spread the truth, live a life of integrity. Until next week, adieu.